Hey everybody, this is William Brooks. You have found the Essential Questions for Educators podcast or the EQ4E podcast on Spotify. Hey, I'm glad you're here. I uh, just wanted to give you a heads up. I recorded a couple of podcasts uh, that were much longer than the 10 to 15 minute range I was shooting for. So this is going to be another two or three part series. I think it is an awesome series. It's on systems of accountability. So if you're a leader or the member of a group in any capacity and you're interested in how to hold uh, each other or others accountable without putting your thumb <laughs> On top of them, uh, you know, no one's breaking any laws here. We're, we're this kind of is change, change leadership. I hope you enjoy this part one. I'll come in and uh, kind of explain what's coming up in, after about uh, I, I want to say around ten to fifteen minutes. We'll see where I end up breaking. All right, thanks for uh, showing up, and I hope you enjoy. Hey, 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 good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever you're experiencing right now. My name is William Brooks, and you have found, or you have come back to, the, EQ, the EQ4E, easy for me to say, podcast, uh, Essential Questions for Educators. And today, uh, a lot of this is going to be about my blog, which has the same name, EssentialQuestionsForEducators.com. Uh, this is going to be very very uh, directly associated with blog posts 20 through 24. Yes, 20, 21, 22, 23, and 24. There are five blog posts that this podcast is going to reference. And uh, I guess the essential question that drives this is, what are systems of accountability and I guess a tag to that would be, why should you care? Um, so, you know, there's a couple things we're going to go through that it's mostly about systems of accountability, which I'm very passionate about. Uh, this is actually going to be, I mean, I'm not going to get into the weeds weeds, but this is kind of a graduate uh, view of leadership, of an element of leadership that's very important. And I'm not just talking about you know, central office and, and principal types. I'm also talking about if you are the member or a group, I'm sorry, a member or a leader of a group within a school or an organization for that matter. So, um, and, and by the way, accountability, I'm not talking about top-down accountability. Top-down is, you know, making sure you're following board policy, uh, special education law, things like that, where, where courts and organizations, uh, I guess leadership groups, such as a board of education, have said, hey, this is what we're going to do. This is how it's going to be. And uh, hey, there's law that backs this up. That, 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 that is not the kind of accountability we are talking about. Um, but what we are talking about is when top-down accountability is misapplied. Misapplied to professional development, what do you do after professional development, basically when it's, when it's misapplied to situations where you want change to happen within an organization, that's not necessarily due to a law that, that is passed. And we'll get into some examples here in a little bit, because when you misapply top-down accountability to the goings-on of a professional learning community or a team or, you know, grade level or content level teams, 
you tend to get what's called uh, compliance as opposed to commitment. Compliance sounds a lot like, okay, guys, what do we need to make sure we do for this meeting? Uh, check, check, check. Okay, we're done. Should we probably like talk about some more stuff? So our meeting's long enough, you know, because we're supposed to meet for 45. It's that kind of thing. They're being very compliant. They're going through the motions and you get what you get. Commitment to a cause, to getting better instructionally, getting better as a team, just feels differently. And if you've ever been part of a group that has had that commitment to the cause, like, hey guys, all right, so I just saw this thing where we're going to start getting into each other's rooms and giving each other feedback. And I want to go first. I want you guys to come watch me teach this lesson. That kind of has an air of, com an air of commitment to it, a tone of commitment, an action that is commitment. By the way, I have two corgis, Dave and Tiesto, and yeah, they're going to start chasing each other. So those are my dogs. Hey, Dave, can you keep Tiesto under control a little bit? Like no chasing right now. They're beautiful corgis. They're, they're half brothers and they just love to have fun. So if you hear a little bit of barking or a little bit of chasing on the carpet in the background, that's what's going on with that. Okay, so back to what are systems of accountability and why should I care? I'm trying not to pause this. To, I, I'm, I'm trying to give the stink eye to the dogs across the way. Uh, yeah, they're ignoring me. All right, so what are systems of accountability? And I think I did a little bit about why you should care, but hopefully as we talk about systems of accountability that we have a better sense of why you should care, but also what they are. I was possibly uh, flipping through uh, Instagram or some social media and I, I came upon a quote and I want to share that with you. It, it is uh, school teaches you a lesson and then gives you a test. The real world gives you a test and then teaches you a lesson. And I love that. I, I love quotes. If you go to my blog, essentialquestionsforeducators.com, I start each blog with a quote that you know strikes me. And this is definitely one that will be making an appearance, uh, not only as I consult in my slide decks, but also in upcoming blogs. But that quote, um, I'll read it one more time. School teaches you a lesson and then gives you a test. The real world gives you a test and then teaches you a lesson. I looked that up and that was from Tom Bodet. And I was like, Tom Bodet, Tom Bodet. And I was trying to remember who in the heck Tom Bodet was <laughs> without Googling it. And among many, many other things, he's the Motel 6 guy. You know, we're Motel 6, we'll leave a light on for you. I'm Tom Bodette, that's, that's Tom Bodette. I think I also knew him from uh, some NPR, I've listened to some NPR over the, over the years, but he is all, he's also done a lot of other stuff. And I, that, that just really struck me. I was like, the world gives you a test and then teaches you a lesson. I thought immediately of, uh, of the first time I was in a leadership position and I was given some data to organize and you know it was my Excel days of learning how to do Microsoft Excel and I was like okay how big is this data file and it was every student at the high school level in the school district which was about 3,000 and it was I want to say it was probably 
I want to say it was about 50 data points across. So, you know, going across the Excel spreadsheet, they ran it ran out of letters, A, B, C, D, and it was, we, we were definitely in the double A, A, B, A, C, A, D, if you know Excel speak. So I had well over 100,000 cells of data, and I'd never seen data like that, And but I had to present it in a certain way. And, and my boss was like, okay, I want to see it like this, like this, like, like I had 10 different ways that I needed to structure this data. So there, there was my test. The world had given me a test, and no one had taught me Excel, at least to the level of VLOOKUPs. I'm going to get really Excel-y here, here in a moment. Pivot tables, uh, VLOOKUPs, um, I want to say indexing. Uh, I, I, I learned all sorts of, of Excel tricks, but I didn't learn it overnight, that's for sure. But I was given a test. I was like, yeah, Tom Baudet, that, that that's pretty smart. That's pretty, pretty legit. Uh, but I had to work my way through it, and I did. It also reminded me of the time that I was working in a school. It was a high school. I had about, I don't know, 1,800 students in it. And we had gotten a federal grant. It was actually the Federal Smaller Learning Communities Grant. This was the early 2000s. And I had gotten the position of the SLC, Smaller Learning Communities Coordinator. I think I changed it to uh, Secondary Schools Redesign Coordinator. I don't know. Uh, it, it was a lot of stuff that I had to deal with. Um, a lot of paperwork I had to deal with. But also along that, with the 100 teachers that were going to go through this five, ended up being a seven-year process. But at the beginning of this, beginning of this five-year process, we hired five teacher leaders. They were called house leaders or academy leaders, if you're familiar with the academy uh, model. Uh, we went with, that, with the house model. And these five house leaders led about 20 teachers. And this was, as far as leading, they were providing professional development to them every single week. So my job was to work with those five house leaders and figure out what type of leadership that we all needed to grow in, what types of activities we needed to do to get better at our job so that they could then go in and and provide PD for those 20 other teachers. And they were multidisciplinary teachers as well. Uh, we didn't go academy where it was a career academy model. We went more of a house model where we just didn't want kids to, to uh, slip through cracks. And I, <laughs> it was a lot more complicated than that, but it was not the uh, career academy model. And I will never forget in our first meeting, it was first or second meeting, it was early. It was like the first week because we were blessed by central office they um, and, and the school, they gave us a planning period, a common planning period off every day. So we got to meet every single day during this common planning period, and we got to think about, learn together, and design professional development for these other teachers. And I will never forget when all of a sudden I, I was like, okay, so, we're going to do this, and then we need to make sure we hold those teachers accountable that you do this PD for, for, um, for, for doing this. And the, the most veteran teacher of, of the entire group kind of raised her hand. I mean, these were in the early days. Um, later on, she would have just cut me off, but she, she raised her hand, and she's like, um, accountable? And I said, yeah. And she was like, I did not sign up 
to hold my peers accountable. And I was like, uh, okay. I was like, anybody have any thoughts on that? And before I knew it, all five of them were looking at me going, we didn't sign up for this. What in the heck are you talking about? And I didn't have the skill at the time to deal with that. So I said, you know what? You guys bring up a very good point. Uh, let me meet with the principal. Let me talk to some people and we'll, you know, let's revisit this. We're, we're going to put this in the parking lot. Uh, education term there. I'm sure they use it outside of education as well, but I, I ran to that parking lot and I put that right in there, that accountable, <laughs> accountability question. So I was lucky enough to be working, um, and, and, and by the way, <laughs> going back to Tom Bennett's quote, how about a moment that the world just gave me a test and I had to kind of figure out what the heck to do. So I, I accessed my resources. I went to my principal, and and we had just formed a relationship with the American Alliance for Innovative Systems. By the way, this is the mid two thousands, and I now do consulting and training for the American Alliance for Innovative Systems. If you're interested in checking them out, they're AAIS. S is in Sam. Dot us. I'm in there. You can see what I look like if you don't know what I look like. Uh, but I was, uh, I, we just developed this relationship with this consulting group. So I reached out to Robin. Robin is one of the co-founders of AAIS. And I basically told her that story. And she's like, oh, okay, well, I think we need to talk to you about systems of accountability. And I was like, okay, what, <laughs> Robin, oh, I, I understand accountability, but what's, what, what are systems of accountability? Yeah, Robin, so what am I supposed to do? I think you're going to have to tune in to next week on Essential Questions for Educators, EQ4E on Spotify. Please give me a follow, check out the blog. Uh, I would appreciate it. Share it, do all the things. But hey, spoiler alert, things turned out okay. I'm doing a podcast about it, so you know it had to be okay. So uh, tune in next week, find out. All right, take care, guys. Have a great week. Bye.